Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello and welcome to Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. Trail Mix is the short form episodes of our show. Our long format episodes are about one hiking trail in one national park, one park at a time. And Trail Mix allows us to dive deeper into areas we didn't get to cover in our long form episodes. Our last Trail Mix was all about national forests. And today's Trail Mix is about one national forest, specifically Tongass National Forest and why it is being so talked about right now. At the end of season two, we had a trail mix about the Great American Outdoors Act. In that episode, we talked specifically about the broader context of the Trump administration's relationship to environmental policy. While he did sign the Great American Outdoors Act, the Trump administration is by no means a friend or advocate to the environment. According to a report by Samantha Gross published on Brookings.edu, over the last four years, the Trump administration has taken 74 actions that weaken environmental protection and, quote, in addition to deregulatory actions to support the fossil fuel industry, our nation's core environmental laws that ensure clean air and water and protect sensitive lands are also a focus of regulatory rollbacks, end quote. We repeat, the Trump administration is not a friend or advocate for the environment. Literally, the list is too long and exhaustive to read through to you. So we encourage you to go to the National Parks Conservation Association and read through the entirety of the list. And now, this opposite of advocacy has extended to Alaska's Tongass National Forest. A little background. Tongass National Forest was established on September 10th, 1907 by Teddy Roosevelt. It is one of the world's largest intact temperate rainforests and is the largest national forest in the United States, comprising of 16.7 million acres or 26,100 square miles or 68,000 square kilometers. It has earned itself the nickname of the Lungs of North America because it is responsible for absorbing 8% of North America's air pollution. Wow. That That is, is, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I don't think, until this hit the news, I was unaware that 
this national forest was A, where it was, and B, how important it was. It is something that is very sobering considering the wildfires that have taken place both in North America, in Australia, in South America, to think, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's, uh, let's screw around with the Tongass National Forest. No big deal. So let's talk about what's happening in the Tongass Forest right now. On October 29th of this year, the U.S. Forest Service opened more than 9 million of its 16.7 million acres to loggers. That is over half. Now, logging happens often in national forests. That is part of the work that they do. But this is the different situation. As this is a rainforest and a huge contributor to clean air, there are many concerns here. This will inevitably cause the destruction of sacred indigenous land, the demolishment of ecosystems and habitats, and the probability of continued deforestation. This move essentially reverses the Roadless Rule Act. All right, so let's talk about the Roadless Rule Act. Great. Okay, so it was established in January of 2001, and it is meant to protect the social and ecological values and characteristics of inventoried roadless areas from road construction and reconstruction and certain timber harvest activities. Essentially, what this means is like this act was put into place for a number of reasons, but what it does is it prevents areas in national forests, the areas that are untouched by logging and Mm -hmm. are untouched by roads, it prevents those areas from now having new roads built through them. Right. And having now access to, you know, taking like what is there currently. Right. And And so there's 9 million acres that are considered area that is uh, roadless. Right. And so now, like, you can just put all these roads inside of them now. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is a Clinton era act that then I think flowed through into the Bush I administration. Think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Also, I saw that, like, almost every governor of Alaska, after it had been put into place, requested it be taken out. Every former governor? Every governor since 2001. Got it. Democrat and Republican governors. A little bit more about what roadless areas provide. They provide large, relatively undisturbed blocks of important habitat for a variety of terrestrial and aquatic wildlife and plants, contribute to healthy watersheds and clean drinking water, and provide extensive opportunities for outdoor recreation and tourism. To define watershed real quick, watershed is literally like any area that flows into a certain body of water. Mm -hmm. So for instance, in Middlesex County here, I'm near the Raritan River, and technically on this land we are in right now is the Raritan Watershed, or Mm -hmm. the lower Raritan Watershed. So if I, like, pour, you know, some kind of liquid out onto the ground here, then it will eventually make its way into the Raritan River. Right. No matter where it is. It's sort of like the watershed is like a bathtub. And then the water source is like the drain. Got it. If you want to think about it like that. Sure. This is from Becky Bohr and published by the Associated Press. This is from journalist Becky Bohr and published by the Associated Press. Quote, The USDA, in a notice released Wednesday, said it concluded that a policy change for Tongass can be made without major adverse impacts to the recreation, tourism, 
and fishing industries, while providing benefits to the timber and mining industries, increasing opportunities for community infrastructures, and eliminating unnecessary regulations. In a separate statement, the USDA said the exemption itself doesn't authorize any specific work and that proposed projects still must comply with the forest management's plan and are subject to federal environmental review, end quote. According to Ken Raid of the Pew Charitable Trust, whose words were referenced by Cassidy Randall in the article, Trump to Gut Protections in Alaska's Tongass Forest, the Lungs of the Country, published in The Guardian, says that the Roadless Rule Act was to protect taxpayers from paying for the upkeep on miles and miles of forest roads. He goes on to say how this would affect the economy, saying... Quote, between taxpayer expenses and the fact that the majority of logs cut on the Tongass will be exported to China and other Pacific Rim nations, today's decision isn't going to have robust economic benefits to anyone in this country, end quote. We would also like to acknowledge that Tongass National Forest is also the historical homeland of the Haida, Simsham, and Tlingit peoples. And this brings us to what this land is to the indigenous peoples of this area. In the article, An Ancient Forest in Alaska Loses Environmental Protections by Heidi Brandis, published in the National Geographic, they quote Joel Jackson, president of the organized village of Klicka, quote, to us as Tlingit people, this forest is important. We hunt and gather here. Our traditional medicines are from here. The Tongass is our food pantry, end quote. He goes on to say, it's no surprise to us about the rollback because we have a long history of dealing with the federal government coming in to check their box to say that they talk to the tribes and then they do what they're going to do. When they do projects such as road constructions, they don't hire local labor so our communities don't benefit. The National Congress of American Indians opposes this change, stating in resolution number ABQ-19-029 that they, quote, opposes rulemaking that weakens or eliminates protections of the Roadless Rule Act within tribal traditional territories and support the no-action alternative in the Alaska-specific Roadless Rulemaking, end quote. One thing I think we can consider here is the fact that we only have a number of days left of this administration. This is true. And so I'm really hoping that this is not something that like takes any further action. Right. And truth is, I don't know if just like the sending that or like considering this now open, I don't know if action has been taken since October 29th. Like, or right. moved ahead on right, projects. Right, or how fast things have kind of moved. Yeah. Um, from all the reporting that we had kind of unearthed from our research, we haven't seen anything other than the fact, you know, most articles and most research pointed to the fact that this was happening. Here are the reasons why it's bad. Here's what the Roadless Rule Act was. But nothing really to the effect of logging has moved in, roads are being built, things like that. And I would imagine understanding the way that politics are and if you were someone that was in a logging business or a business that would maybe capitalize on this understanding that administrations are about to change you might not invest money in trying to go into these spaces knowing that the biden administration could very clearly say absolutely not this is not happening it would be kind of like a little bit of a whiplash i feel like for you to like invest money and time into developing and planning what you were doing 
to only have that be undercut by a, a future administration. It does make me curious, though, like why it was done now and if like it was strategic that it happened October 29th. Well, I do believe in some of the research that I read that there was a, a lot of there was a lot of issue with thinking that it was going to be beneficial for the Senate race in Alaska. Oh. And I think that's part of the reason that the Great American Outdoors Act was signed in the first place. If we remember back to that episode, right. Cory Gardner, who lost his seat, uh, Steve Daines, who kept it, they, that, they were the, the main co-sponsors of that bill. And so that was kind of like, well, look at me. I am a friend to the national parks while I've you know, systematically pillaged the rest of the environment and environmental protections for right. the nation. Mr. President. And then, oh, look at us. We're senators from these states that, you know, heavily rely on environmental tourism. Aren't we grand? So I feel like it is a little bit of politics and it is playing politics in a lot of the ways. Um, So I do think that definitely played into it. But I also don't think if you look at the track record that this administration cares in any way about the environment. Oh, certainly not. No, no, no. Despite what Mike Pence may have said during the vice presidential oh, debate. of course. I, I do think that there is a glimmer of hope. I do think that through executive action, you know, even if there is a deadlocked Congress, that... Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But I'm, I do think that Joe Biden will do a lot for the environment. That was a, a central, you know, piece of his campaign platform. And I do think that, you know... Now that Donald Trump has opened the door for executive action for everything and anything, including building a border wall, one thing that people were concerned about with that was that any Democratic president coming in could just make an executive action about global warming and climate change. So I say, bring it on. Bring it on. Let's go. And we will see what happens. So let's end this trail mix with a game. Great. This is a game of acronyms. Oh. So we've played this game before. Yes. So these acronyms come from the Forest Service Roadless Conservation Environmental Impact Statement, which was published in 2000. Got it. So I'm going to give you the acronym and what that acronym actually means. And then I'm going to give you a clue and you have to like repurpose the acronym. Oh, okay. We've done this before. Great. You'll get it. I'm ready. Okay. Ready? So... While OHV means off-highway vehicle, this is the short phrase that you might put in your away message if you were traveling to Maui, Oahu, or Big Island. On Hawaii vacation? There you go. Very good. Or on Hawaiian vacation. Great. Excellent. Great. You got it. So that's... I got it. I got it. I got it. While BMP means best management practices... The phrase you might utter to your friends in New Jersey, Vermont, Arizona, Montana, and South Dakota when they can visit you again, considering their recent legislative wins with recreational drugs. This is the phrase you would utter to them. Bold move, pal. (laughs) I was looking for I I was looking for bring more pot. (laughs) Oh, you know what's so funny? I was sitting here and I was like, what are the other names for marijuana and I pot did not well even come across my brain space great well great great LUD means land use designation however when on the phone with this famous Kenny performer of danger zone and this is it 
and he claims that he is being held hostage, you would know that Kenny under duress, but not Kenny. Oh, L U D. Oh, Loggins under duress. <laughs> there you go. Very good. <laughs> Look at you. Great. Great. And finally, TLMP or Tongass Land Management Plan. However, this is what a valley girl hellbent on environmental destruction might say about single-use items. This, like, makes pollution. (laughs) (laughs) I'll accept that. What I was looking for was totally, like, more plastic. This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. To find out more about the parks we talk about on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website was created by Michael Ryan. All original music is by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. 